Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Ken is off today. Uh, coming up later, we are going to um, d- delve into the uh, Martha's Vineyard illegal immigrant dump that uh, Ron DeSantis engineered because there was so much hysterical overreaction. Um, it was so entertaining. And uh, we're also going to talk next hour with uh, former state senator, in California, Gloria Gloria Romero, she used to be the majority leader of the California State Senate, and she wrote a piece today entitled, I'm a Latina Democrat. If libs think I'm appalled by DeSantis, they're dead wrong. And we'll get into that over the, uh, the immigrant drop. Now, San Francisco is falling on hard times. So says most of the people who live in San Francisco. There's been polling out this week with the San Francisco Chronicle. Most uh, people who, well, the ones that have stayed behind, many have left, think the city really has gone to hell. And they're very angry and disappointed with political leadership. Why they don't connect it to their votes, I don't know. But the latest blow is that American Airlines, I guess, are it's no longer going to have a hub in San Francisco or they're, they're shrinking the number of flights. Because so many people have left the city. Let's get all the details from uh, Alex Stone. Hey Abe. there, John. Yeah, the uh, the number of flights, uh, that, that'll remain uh, where it is. But uh, they have a flight attendant base in the Bay Area, big one. 50 years it's been there, 400 flight attendants uh, based there. And many of them are very senior. They've been there 20, 30, 40 years. They're being told no more, that uh, they're shutting it down. They can go to Dallas. They can go to Phoenix. Uh, they can retire. Uh, but 
they got to go. And Tim Schwartz, uh, he's been around 27 years. Saying, it's a sad day. It feels like a kick in the gut. Yeah, he's been there in the Bay Area uh, with uh, the airline. And he says they believe, coming out of COVID, that they're still trying to find the footing. Uh, American Airlines saying it's uh, fuel prices, lack of demand, competition. He says they're still, you know, I think bleeding cash. They've got to be very careful with how they spend their money. And I think the San Francisco flight tents are just the casualty of that. All right. But, John, it can't be ignored that San Francisco people are leaving. Six and a half percent of people uh, in the last year leaving the city and leo hannon at the hoover institution at stanford he says you got to notice it now american airlines saying uh, we're out of here with our base as well san francisco is perhaps the slowest growing major city in the country the move by american really is a, just an indication that san francisco is not a growing location and that may be it it may be based on the uh, the size of the city but political reasons safety reasons cost of living uh, it's all nuts and people are leaving so the city's getting smaller because you said at the beginning that they're not cutting flights out of san francisco yeah no they say that's going to remain then where are they going to get the flight attendants if they're telling them to go to phoenix or dallas that many it's it's not a hub uh for american it's a, a united hub but um, American, they fly a lot of uh, different cities, not a lot out of the, the Bay Area. So the airline's saying, we don't need them there. We need them in, in other areas. So it's not a hub, but it was a base for the but flight attendants. But it was attendants. a base, yeah. So you had the, the flight attendants uh, uh, there. And you got the other issue of the median home price, $1.5 in the city. And, uh, you know, Leo Hannon, he's saying... As an airline, you got to look at that and say, we have older flight attendants here. They're going to retire. New ones will come in. How do they ever live in that city based on on what the airline uh, pays them? And and they got to look at that. American is thinking we have a lot of these folks are going to be retiring in the next five to ten years. If we want to replace them and keep that flight attendant base in San Francisco, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a killer for them to afford to live in the city. Yep. So uh, they got the notice. Uh, they're told uh, 50 years they've been there well, in uh, San Francisco. So who's going to staff Americans the airline? They're out. Who's going to staff the uh, planes that are coming yeah, in? They'll come in from other areas. You know, there's uh, there's not a base in uh, I don't know Denver or Seattle, but uh, they fly in from Phoenix mm-hmm. and. Dallas and Chicago, and so they don't need them there. There is a base at LAX. It is full, so they can't go there. Um, so they're being told uh, you got to decide what you're going to do, and they're doing that right now. Wow. So I mean, things are things are really crumbling in San Francisco, aren't they? Well, yeah, uh, they're they're bailing. All right, all right. Thanks very much. You got it. Thanks, John. Alex Stone with uh, ABC News for KFI. Which, this leads to the editorial and the poll. The San Francisco Chronicle has all week released uh, a poll. They talked to, they surveyed 1,600 plus San Francisco residents. They claim they balanced it according to all demographic categories. And 
It's actually astonishing because it, it seemed like people in San Francisco lived in this weird bubble where the bodies were piling up on the streets, the feces, the, uh, the needles, uh, insane, half-naked schizophrenics and drug addicts running around screaming, the thefts, so many burglaries, so many car thefts, uh, both thefts of, of uh, people's uh, stuff in the car and thefts of the car themselves. And you wondered, what, is it, what does it take before people crack and say enough? Well, as Alex mentioned, 6.5% of the city has moved out, which is a lot of people. And a lot of people are no longer, longer working in San Francisco anymore, and they don't want to come back which has really killed the retail economy in some areas. In the meantime, the homelessness has spread. The drug addiction has spread. The crime has spread and gotten bigger and bigger. And this led to pretty startling editorial because it's coming from one of the most left-wing papers in the country, the San Francisco Chronicle. The headline is, San Franciscans agree with right-wing media. The city is broken. And I'm going to explain to you the results of this poll. And because the way, you know, people in this country aren't very bright. And when you open your eyes and look at what's really happening in a city or a state, and if you just call what you see, right, the reality in front of your eyes, and you say it out loud, people will immediately assign a political belief to you or accuse you of getting the information from a certain media source that's political bias, politically biased. And very few people just open their eyes and say, yeah, I see what you see. Because a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with politics. It just is the reality. You know, if you see homeless people dying in the streets with uh, needles and feces around them, to point it out doesn't mean you're politically on one side or another. It means, hey, I see a guy laying there dying with needles and feces around him. This is what I don't understand about the world. But we'll uh, we'll get into the poll, and we'll also get into um, this editorial, uh, because it looks like there's near-unanimous agreement that uh, San Francisco has hit rock bottom. John and Ken, KFI. There has been so much denial about the decay in California, the, the extreme decay in San Francisco, and the way Los Angeles is going, which is not quite as bad as San Francisco, but it's getting there pretty fast. And there's so much denial among people in the media, so much denial among politicians. But, you know, as we were finding out talking to Steve Gregory, it it looks like, you know, the politicians are so busy involved in corruption that clearly they don't care what happens to the city, happens to us, because they're busy stealing money from one place or another. And finally... The dam is broken in San Francisco. The Chronicle released a series of polls this week, and they found out that much of San Francisco is really angry and unhappy. And I'm going to read you a little bit from an article they ran this week. It says that um, John Whitehurst, a political consultant, says he has never seen voters more upset and angry in San Francisco than they have been over the last two years and continue to be. And that anger is expressed in so many ways. Now, they recalled the district attorney, Chase Boudin, 
and they recalled three members of the San Francisco Board of Education. But you still have the Board of Supervisors. You still have the mayor. And, and most people hate all of these people. Most voters hate everybody in office. We'll see how long they survive. Because that's the only way to fix this. One-third of those polled said they were likely to leave within the next three years. 65% said life in the city is worse when, when they first moved to San Francisco. Less than a quarter thought that life in San Francisco would improve in two years, and more than a third said it would get worse. And most people thought, well, number one problem is homelessness. Number two, crime, public safety. Number three, housing affordability. And 70% thinks it's all going to get worse. And this led the uh, San Francisco Chronicle which is up there with the El Segundo Times for progressive blindness to reality. Here's an editorial. San Franciscans agree with right-wing media. The city is broken. According to a Stanford polling expert, John Krosnick, public attitudes towards San Francisco are either sad or horrible, depending on how you want to look at it. And they open, and this is, this is what's so bizarre about editorial writers. Everything is through this weird, like, cable TV news prism. Right-wing media, left-wing media, everything is filtered through that, not looking clearly with their own eyes. For years, the relentless drumbeat of the national right-wing media has portrayed our city as the filthiest and most dangerous in America. And it is argued that this tragic fate of a once great place is the natural end, the natural end byproduct of our liberal beliefs. And the Chronicle is admitting that, well, it looks like that's what most people in San Francisco believe. At least the part that the city is filthy and dangerous. And all the recalls that they had this year. So they're confused. I think it's called cognitive dissonance. How can all these liberal people in San Francisco be agreeing with all the right-wing criticism? Well, because it's not right-wing criticism, it's your reality. That's what I don't get. So they... they uh, one analyst said, you don't normally see 70 or 80% Agreement. And that's what you have here. People generally feel the same about the city regardless of their place in its social hierarchy. In other words, it doesn't matter what their race is, their ethnicity, their age, their income, their gender, where they live in the city. They've got, there's very low approval ratings for the mayor, for the supervisors. Listen to why. Almost half say they've been a victim of crime in the last five years. Almost half. A quarter say they've been threatened or physically attacked in the last five years. Over a third of Latino residents have said they've been threatened or physically attacked. This is driven, according to the pollster, by experiences that people have who are living here right now. They're actually having these experiences. Almost everyone is in a funk right now, says the pollster, Krosnick. 
It's uh, and and so the the the, the editorial writers here. I don't know. It, it, I, I guess it's that rock bottom feeling that uh, addicts are supposed to uh, encounter when you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, where do you realize you can't go any lower? Among residents who say that San Francisco's homeless population affects them, anger isn't the overwhelming emotion they feel. It's sadness. Uh, among those who claim to know a great deal about city affairs, 74% say the Board of Supervisors is doing a poor or very poor job. 58% say that about the mayor, London Breed. Only 9% think the, C, think the Board of Supervisors' performance is good or excellent. Only 29% think the mayor is doing an excellent job. Half of the people who follow the news think the police department is failing as well. Gee, I, I, I've, I've never seen a story like this in a paper as left-wing as the Chronicle. They're admitting reality. It's who they vote for. And it does have to do with their belief system. Politicians run on their belief system. People tend to vote if a politician's beliefs match your beliefs. That's generally what happens. So a left-wing progressive belief system that allows thousands of homeless people to do drugs in the street, thousands of mental patients to go untreated in the street, is going to create a society that's unlivable. How could it not? Because you are talking about mental patients and drug addicts. And it doesn't matter how they got there. It doesn't matter if you feel compassionate or not. Your compassion is meaningless. What matters is, is you have thousands of them in the street. It doesn't matter how you feel. You can feel bad all you want. You could feel sad that, but you have to do something. And if you, you have to do something that gets these people removed from the street. And that's the part where everything breaks down. Well, I feel sad. If I, in fact, if I hear one more person tell me, oh, I feel so sad for them. Who cares if you feel sad for them? Your feelings isn't helping them. None of the people who walk around is like, uh, I feel very compassionate. Your compassion isn't helping them. They're dying in the street anyway. You just say that because you want to say that in front of your friends. Oh, yes, yes, I'm the one in the group who's compassionate. I'm feeling sad. It's all virtue signaling. Whole countries become a nation of nothing but virtue signalers. Virtue signalers. Nobody's actually doing anything, and nobody is voting for anyone who would do anything. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. Really bizarre. It's ridiculous is what it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you deserve the city like San Francisco. The people in San Francisco deserve that city because they've voted for idiots for many, many years. Their belief system is incompatible with civilized life. You have to change your belief system. And you have to vote for people who have a different belief system. People who believe that whatever your feelings are, the homeless have to be taken off the streets and treated. The criminals have to be put in jail. 
It doesn't matter why they became criminals or why they became homeless. We could spend all day listening to everybody's terrible stories of their childhood. What matters is they're adults now. You're an adult. You're paying a whole boatload of money in taxes and in, in rent or in mortgage. And we, we got to have a civilized society again because we had that for 200 years. And now in L.A., we don't in many parts of the city. And in San Francisco, they don't. So you got to fix it. You got to go back to the old way. You got to do what worked. Got to enforce laws. I don't, I, there's no other way around it. Eventually, everyone's going to come around to believe that. It's just going to take a while. Uh, more coming up. We're going to talk about, oh, we're going to talk about, <laughs> this is another one. <laughs> you, you leave, the, you leave the, uh, the door open so 4 million illegal aliens can cross into the U.S. in the last two years. And then you're screaming that they're piling up in various cities. Well, what do you think is going to happen? It's another one where everybody goes, well, I feel so sad for them. Well, it doesn't matter what you feel. Huge crowds of them are, are living in the streets all over Texas. So that's why they're trying to bust and fly them out of there. Get into that coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Ken is away today. We got a lot coming up. Next hour, we got two rounds of the moist line. Uh, we got a hack and a dumpster. We got Gloria Romero coming on. She is the former majority leader of the California State Senate, a Democrat. In fact, she wrote a piece that was in the Daily Mail that says, I'm a Latina Democrat. If progressives think DeSantis appalls me, they're dead wrong. Calls them smug liberals. And so Gloria Romero. Democrat coming on uh, the show after five o'clock. Yeah, DeSantis is uh, really set off uh, a lot of Democrats by shipping. You know, it's funny. This is life is just people are acting so weird and so stupid in a lot of cases. The, the U.S. government, Joe Biden, has been flying plane loads of illegal aliens in the middle of the night to all kinds of destinations. I've seen the video and photos in Florida, in New York, suburban New York, in White Plains. It's been going on for a long time. Greg Abbott sends some migrants on buses, and everybody starts squealing. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. They're all squealing when this has been going on for almost two years. Do you know? Do you know how many migrants have come over the border? That they're able to count 3.7 million, 3 million 700,000 migrants over the border in the last 21 months. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, sends 50 to one of the richest towns in America, Martha's Vineyard, and all hell breaks loose. Why? It's a beautiful place. 50 is not that many. I mean, have you have you seen the Obama compound there? Easily 50 people could live in that. And it's empty most of the year. They keep saying that they did something cruel and humiliating and inhumane. It's like, what? It's one of the most beautiful, scenic playgrounds for wealthy people and celebrities in the whole country. What the hell is going on? Well, as you know, Gavin Newsom wants Ron DeSantis charged with kidnapping and racketeering. That he actually sent out a, a letter to the uh, attorney general yesterday. And uh, DeSantis responded. 
Listen closely to this clip. So uh, the governor of California um, sent a letter to the Department of Justice saying you need to prosecute Texas and Florida governors. And all I can say is um, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain. I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain is what DeSantis said there. Um, and he referenced Newsom wanting uh, charges brought against him and Greg Abbott. So Newsom had to respond. One of those, oh, yeah, responses. Oh, yeah? Hey, Governor DeSantis, clearly you're struggling, distracted, and busy playing politics with people's lives. Since you have only one overriding need, attention, let's take this up in debate. I'll bring my hair gel. You bring your hairspray. Name the time before Election Day. The weeder. <laughs> I don't think DeSantis is struggling. I don't think he's distracted. He is making a political statement. I don't know if you saw the photos in El Paso. El Paso is getting 1,300 people a day. And I saw a picture of hundreds of migrants living in the dirt below a highway. It's an elevated highway. And underneath the highway and next to it in the hot El Paso sun, hundreds and hundreds of migrants with nowhere to go. So if Greg Abbott scoops up a couple of hundred of those and sends them to New York and New York puts them in a shelter, what's the harm? If Ron DeSantis who's getting apparently a lot of Cubans and Venezuelans pouring in him into Florida, he sends him to Martha's Vineyard. I noticed there was a, there was a, there was a uh, writer writing an op-ed in the LA times today who went through the boilerplate uh, criticism of DeSantis doing it. He's, he's a report, former reporter named Bob Drogan. But he finally had to admit in the end that, uh, you know, it's, that, uh, that Martha's Vineyard's not a bad place to be. <laughs> but he's made the point. He, he made the point that apparently nobody in the media, nobody in politics, nobody in the Democratic Party wanted to accept that we have a huge surge over the border, literally by the millions, and they're all piling up in Texas, and Texas can't handle it. And all the excuses you're hearing from New York, oh, we're overcrowded here. Washington, D.C. is saying, we need the National Guard to help. Martha's Vineyard is saying, we don't have the infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem in Texas. They need the National Guard. They don't have the infrastructure. They're out of room. And they're getting all $3.7 million. A rational person would say, we've got to seal off the border. That's the only response to this. Like I said, the only response in San Francisco is, you have to put the bad guys in jail. You have to force, force the drug addicts and mental patients into treatment against their will. So you must do. That's the only solution. The only solution with the border when you have 3.7 million coming in 21 months is to close the border. Obviously, you can't just send them all to New York or Chicago or Martha's Vineyard or anywhere. They're making a point. We're overloaded here. And the people in Texas don't want to pay for it. 
What do you do with hundreds of people living in the dirt in the hot sun? What are you doing? I still so the whole system is broken. Everybody in political leadership has gone insane. And Newsom thinks he's going to resolve it. But all right. Well, uh, OK, you made a hair gel joke about me. Let's have a debate. There's nothing to debate. You have to close the border. There's no two sides to that. If you don't close it, you're going to get another 4 million people coming. Where are you going to put them all? There is no place. There's no place to do it. The, the border towns in Texas don't have the money. Apparently, New York City doesn't have the money either. Apparently, Washington, D.C. and Chicago doesn't have the money in the room. Okay, that's the whole point of orderly immigration. Because you can't just have millions pour in here and overwhelm everybody's system. That's the whole point. So stop it. It's like the entire country took a big stupid pill about five years ago. Johnny Ken, KFI. One of the frustrating things, and we talk about this all the time on the show, is that no matter what the issue is, uh, you just get um, like fictional responses coming from uh, political leaders or people now in the news media, whatever it is. They, they just say the opposite. And one of those moments, and we're, we're having a lot with the border, obviously, right? Because they all parrot the same line. The border is secure. The border is secure. And then you see the photos and the videos, and clearly there's thousands coming over the border every day. And until Abbott and DeSantis sent them to other states on planes and buses, much of the country just wasn't paying attention to it. Fox News covers it almost every day. The other news sources generally do not. And now everybody's been forced to cover it, if for no other reason than to try to paint uh, DeSantis as if he's insane. But now a lot more people can see that you've got this huge overflow of humanity pouring over the border. Well, along those lines of public officials saying the opposite of reality, rarely does anyone in the news business question them on it to their face in real time. This happened today. Uh, a CNBC financial reporter named Joe Kernan, Joe Kernan was on, and he, he was interviewing Pete Buttigieg, who's the Secretary of the Treasury. And Kernan was talking about that stupid inflation celebration that Joe Biden had the other day. At, on the same day, that inflation hit a new high, over 8%. It was a bad inflation report. And Biden had a celebration on how they've been able to beat inflation with their Inflation Reduction Act, which does no such thing. And finally, Joe Kernan calls Buttigieg on it. Listen. On, the, on that day, it looked really tone deaf. I mean, what, what you're telling me, so just stick to the script. The economy is great. The border is secure. Our cities are safe. Wouldn't it be no one's better, pretending wouldn't all it be better to just be honest? Them. Wouldn't it be better to just be honest with the American people about the soup that we're in right now? And, and we can all try to deal with it together instead no, of no, just... Nobody's saying, that our, nobody's saying we don't have any problems. But if you don't pause and recognize the meaning of one of the most significant pieces of legislation so far in the 21st century, just because we also have a lot of other problems we're contending with as a country, then, then I think you're, you're really... 
feeding into a narrative that's, that's uh, you know, pulling America down and holding America back. Uh, of course we have a lot more work to do in the fight against inflation, uh, in, uh, in the economy, and a number of things that, uh, uh, that need attention. But, but if we just ignore the significance of legislative achievements that some people thought were dead and buried uh, just days before they actually happen, if we ignore what it means to have created 10 million about? jobs, most of any presidency in the history of the republic, uh, if we ignore the momentum we, we that has the been built, then, uh, then we're not doing our part to, to, to support people it, who are going to help us uh, with the it next wasn't named, It wasn't named the Climate Act. It, you, you deliberately, and some people would say erroneously, named it the Inflation Reduction Act, and you're celebrating it on the day when, again, we had 40-year highs in inflation. And you know how that affects people that, uh, you know, on the low end of things. It, it's like the most insidious problem that, that you know, an economy can face. And it's just right. to and, be and celebrating the worst on that day. About, it, it yeah, the worst thing about inflation is that it means people are paying too much by definition uh, for things. And what this bill does is allows people to pay less for things, paying less for energy, paying less for these home retrofits, paying less for prescription drugs, uh, paying less for insulin if you're on Medicare. As you know, Republicans successfully blocked us from getting $35 a month insulin to everybody, but we were able to get it to uh, Medicare recipients, and uh, even paying less for electric vehicles. So uh, this is part of the fight against the effects that inflation have on people. Look, we got to have a whole other conversation over a drink about how bills get named, uh, the, the acronyms they come up with, the names we come up with. I get it. I mean, there, there are a lot of different things that are part of this bill, uh, only some of which uh, are related to inflation, but in, in my view, all of which are going to make a big, very positive and historic difference for the American people. Holy mackerel. Did you hear the, the, the whopper you told about electric cars? Yeah, they put in a tax credit for electric cars, and then the day after that bill passed, American automakers raised the price of electric cars by seven to $8,000. Almost exactly matched the tax credit that they had passed. The tax credit, I think, was for about $7,500. And so immediately, the car makers raised the price of their electric vehicles by seven to $8,000. So the tax credit got wiped out within 24 hours. Uh, the dishonesty is just overwhelming. And the thing is, they all know this stuff. They all know this. They do it on purpose. They intentionally read scripted lines that they know are false, misleading, off point. It's how propaganda works. You just keep repeating the same nonsense over and over again. And the way the human brain is, it sticks with a lot of people, especially those who are psychologically predisposed to wanting to like you or to identify with your party or identify with your belief system. They will believe whatever lies you tell. It's like we're psychologically to give the benefit of the doubt to our friends as opposed to people we don't like which is fine in your private life, but they use that, that quirk in the human brain, they exploit it to sell people on lies and nonsense, which is what goes on 24 hours a day, and that's why we do what we do here, because we don't have an alliance with anybody. And when we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Gloria Romero. Gloria Romero was the uh, former majority leader of the California State Senate, proud Democrat, in fact, the headline of a piece she wrote for the Daily Mail is, I'm a Latina Democrat, and if progressives think DeSantis appalls me, they're dead wrong. 
And she's written quite a, quite a strong piece, and she's going to talk about it with us, this idea that, that Hispanics uh, want all this illegal immigration. No, they don't. Uh, John and Ken show, two rounds of the moist line, hack in a dumpster coming up, a very deserving hack in the dumpster. KFI AM640, Mark Reiner, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.